0: I'm <laughs> This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for October 26th, 2020. It's a Monday morning. I love setting the tone for the whole week with the word of God on a Monday morning. So here we are, brand new week. We're seeking God's face. We've been studying the life of David. I've been teaching a series entitled Greater is Coming for You as a born-again, blood-barred believer. You know that God made plans for you from the foundations of the world. And as you seek God concerning those plans, he begins to reveal to you the things that were prepared for you, but concealed from you. And as you come into the knowledge of those plans, as these things are revealed, your life is not about what you want or selfish desires. Your life was already planned out, mapped out in God's heart. And as he begins to show you what he already prepared for you, but was concealed from you and you get a revelation of it, you can then, faith is making an alignment with those plans. You then, faith is something you say something you do, a financial seed that you sow based on the revelation that God gave you that's already done. And then you get to experience the life that God has for you. Greater is coming for you. So this is part 54 of the series, uh, Greater is Coming, part 54. The title of today's message is Never Compromise Who You Are. Look at me. I want to be clear about this. Never Compromise who you are. Never never be somebody that you are not. Never allow the pressure of this world to cause you to fake the funk or to compromise or or to put on, to, to basically compromise your integrity. Never do that. Be the man, the woman that God called you to be. You got it? All right, let's talk about it. So in First Samuel chapter 28, this is what I'm going to cover today. I'm going to cover a whole chapter. I'm going to summarize it for you. In the 28th chapter, the Philistines, they mustered their armies together and they were going to fight against Israel. Now remember, David is living with the Philistines and he had been lying to King Achish for months. And he was like, oh yeah. He was like, where'd you go today? Oh, I fought, you know, against these Israelites. So that Israelite, no, no, he was lying. He was living a lie. He was perpetrating a fraud. And so now like it was going to come back to Biden. David's lies caught up with him when the King said, okay, Hey David, guess what? You and your men are going to be expected to join me in battle this time. And David was like, what? So, yeah, we're fighting the Israelites. And y- y- guess what, buddy? You get to come with us. And so that's it. He had no other choice. He's standing in front of the king. He had been lying from us. What are he supposed to do? His chickens were coming home to roost, right? He was going to be forced to fight against his own people. So David was like, you know, hey, he kept a lie. He, he kept perpetrating the lie in front of the king. He was like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. Okay, great, king. Now you're going to see what we can do. But on the inside, he was dying. He was like, man. And so, so he was saying it on the outside, and that's what happens when you compromise. Because now you got to keep up a lie. Now you're perpetrating a fraud. So now you're like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. But on the inside, you're dying. You're not good. He told the king, yes, I, I can do it. And then the king said, okay, well, good. So after this battle, matter of fact, you're going to prove yourself in front of everybody. I want to publicly make you my bodyguard for life. He says, David, guess what? I'm going to reward you. I'm going to make you my personal bodyguard for the rest of your life. Now, while that was cool for King Achish and he would have loved for that to happen, that was not David's destiny. That was not David's purpose. Remember, he was already anointed to be the king of Israel. But the problem is that since he was projecting something that he was not, then something was expected of him that he wasn't supposed to do. And I'm going to talk more about that later. That's why it's much easier to just be the person that God called you to be. So meanwhile, while all of this is going on, now let's flip the script over there to the Israeli side. So on the Israel Israeli side, Saul was preparing his men for the war, but now it dawned on him, dog, I don't have Samuel right? Because whenever he had a battle or war, he will go call for the prophet and the prophet will come and then seek God for the man, you know, for, for the king and come back and say, Hey, this is what God said. And then when you have divine insight, wisdom, revelation, knowledge, and understanding from God, it gives you an advantage in this world. Right? And so now Saul is like, dog, I don't have any way of hearing from God. And so see, it's dangerous. Let me say this. It's dangerous to be in a, in a position of leadership, Right? it's dangerous to be in a position of leadership without being able to consult the God who placed you there. Let me say that again. If you're a leader this morning, you got to know that leadership and authority comes from God. So it's dangerous to be in a position of leadership and you're not hearing from the God who gave you the position in the first place. That's where Saul was. He was like, man, I need divine insight. He had no way of getting it. He could not talk to God himself. The prophet was dead. So consequently, before the prophet died, Saul had put a ban on all mediums and psychics. He said no mediums and no psychics can conjure up conversations with the dead. And he put an official ban on it, right? But now he needs to hear from God. So he's like, what do I do? So he like something, this is like something out of the movies. I'll tell you that the Bible is better than the movies. So Saul dressed up with a disguise. So he didn't want to look like a king. He wanted to look like a common man. So he dresses up and puts a disguise on takes two bodyguards with him and they go to Endor and they go visit the psychic or the medium in Endor. And so I know some people, let me just say this. I know some people don't believe in the power of psychics or mediums or witches or warlocks or sorcerers, but then I don't know what Bible you're reading, right? I mean, this is all throughout the Bible. Acknowledging the power of darkness does not diminish the power of God's kingdom in any way. Yes, there are spiritual powers, There, there are wickedness in high places. This stuff is real. I'm just not afraid of it because I'm born again. I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. Right? So I don't know what Bible you're reading, but this stuff is real. So there he was. Saul was there talking to a psychic. And so he goes to the psychic in Endor and he says, Hey, I need you to do something for me. And she was like, what you need? He said, I need you to conjure up a spirit from the dead. I need you to, to, I need to have a conversation with the prophet Samuel. And, and the lady was like, No, I can't do that because when, you know, King Saul has a ban on it and then like something out of the movies, he was like, hold on for a minute, takes his disguise off, right? Like mission impossible, takes his disguise off and says, no, Hey, I am King Saul. So I'm authorizing you to do it. I need to communicate with Samuel, the prophet. And so the psychic was like, all right, cool. If you authorize it. And so she conjures up the spirit of Samuel. This is in the Bible. And then Samuel says, says to, the, to the lady, why have you disturbed me? Why are you calling me back? And then was like, oh, no, it's, it's for me. He says, hey, Samuel, man, I'm in deep trouble. The Philistines are at war with me and God has left me and I, I don't have any prophets. I don't have any dreams. I don't know what to do. So I've called for you. Can you help me out? And Samuel said, now the, Samuel, the spirit of Samuel is there and says, why do you ask me? Huh? Come on. Remember, you made the Lord your enemy. The Lord has become your enemy because you disobeyed him. If you would have just said what he told you to done, what he told you to do, you would be fine, but you did not. And so because of that, the Lord has torn up your kingdom and given your kingdom to your adversary, David. The Lord has done this to you because you refused to carry out his command against the Amalekites. So what's more, watch this. Then the spirit of Samuel says, the Lord is going to hand you over. You and the whole Israeli army over to the Philistines tomorrow, and you and your sons are going to be here with me tomorrow, meaning dead. You and your sons and the army of Israel are going to lose, and you and your sons are going to be dead tomorrow, and you're going to be with me tomorrow. Just like that. Now, this is definitely not what Saul wanted to hear. So the Bible says that the king fell with his face flat on the ground. He was like, oh my God, what am I going to do he wanted to know what was going to happen. And guess what? He found out. He found out what's going to He was like, I need to know what's going to happen tomorrow. Now he found out. He's going to die. His sons are going to die. And that's not what he wanted to hear. Boom. We'll stop there with the story. That's enough for today. You got it? All right. So, so you're like, man, Rick, that's crazy. That's a good story. But, but I need some, some nuggets now. I got you. I got you covered. So what does this mean for you today? Now I have four things I want to share with you on this Monday morning that I believe are going to be a blessing to you. I want you to open up your heart to receive four things. Number one, here we go. Let's be clear about this. Number one, lies will catch up with you eventually. David had been lying about fighting his own people. So he was placed on the carpet to do just that, right? He was expected to perpetuate the lie in front of everybody. If you live long enough and you keep lying and lying and lying, people are going to expect to see some actions behind those lies. So the best thing to do is simply just to tell the truth. That way, (laughs) you're going to find it easy to be a man of integrity, a woman of integrity, because it's not hard being yourself. Just just tell the truth. If you tell lies, right, then you're going to have to live a lie. And then two things are going to happen. Number one, you're going to have a hard time keeping track of all the lies because you're like, man, what did I tell this person? What did I tell? You're going to have a hard time keeping track of all the lies. And then number two, you will be expected to fulfill things that you never wanted to experience because you said it but your, your heart was not behind those words. So it's much better to just say what you mean and mean what you say, right? I'm t- What I'm talking about today, this is very simple, straightforward teaching, but it's also powerful, all right? Number two, when you are out of place, when you're trying to live like somebody that you're not, When you're a born again Christian filled with the Holy Spirit, but you're trying to live like the world, you're trying to hang out with them, you know you're out of place. When you are out of place, people will expect things of you that are not connected to your purpose. See, David was out of place. So then the king of Gath was like, okay, cool. After this battle, you're going to be my bodyguard for life. Now, that was not David's purpose. David's purpose was to be a king, not a bodyguard. But the problem was that since David was living a lie and he was out of place, now there were expectations placed on him that he was not supposed to fulfill. See, when you are out of place, you will do things that you're not supposed to do. And then people are going to expect things from you that you're not supposed to give. And and they're going to be expecting you to be somebody that God did not call you to be. You know why? Because you're living a lie and you're out of place. The best thing to do is to simply put God first, put his will above your own, even above your own comfort. And when you do that, then yes, that might be pressure on you, but this is good pressure. It will be the pressure for you to be the man, the woman that God called you to be. That's the kind of pressure that you want. You don't want pressure to be somebody that you're not. See, when you are living the life that God called you to live, people are going to know who you are and they won't expect things from you that do not align with your purpose. See, I don't have any pressure on me. Like, like for example, let's say that I'm out on a business trip and it comes evening time and people are going to the bar. Zero. There's zero pressure on Rick Pena to go to the bar. You know why? Because people know who I am. I don't perpetrate a fraud. I'm not trying to be somebody that that I'm not. There's no pressure on me to be somebody that I'm not. Matter of fact, if I went to the bar, then people would be like, whoa, what is Rick doing here? Right? It would be a surprise. Because why? I'm not portraying something that I'm not. Life is much easier when you simply just don't try to be anybody but the man or the woman that God called you to be. Just be you. Don't compromise. You got it? All right. Number three, when you live life in accordance with your purpose, you can be unapologetically you. Now, this is a really important point. You can be you and make no apologies for it. See, David could not be himself when he was living in Philistine. You know why? Because he had, he was lying. He couldn't be himself. And so he couldn't be unapologetically David because he was living a lie. He compromised. And so when you compromise, you get in trouble. You know why? Look at me. Let me be clear about this. Because whatever you compromise to get, you're going to have to compromise to keep. Let me say that again. If you compromise to get something, if you go into a job and you say, oh yeah, this is what I am, but you're not that. You compromise to get something and now you're going to have to compromise to keep it. And so, so you portrayed the wrong image and now you got to keep perpetuating that image. Why? Because you lied to get it. So whatever you compromise to get, you're going to have to compromise to keep. And many Christians are like David was in, in 1 Samuel 28. They compromise to get into a situation. And now they realize that, man, now I got to perpetuate this compromise the whole time so that I can stay here. No. And, and if you live like that, and if that's you, it's better to just repent and tell the truth. Because let's be honest, you don't have no peace. When you live like that, when you are living a life that is not congruent with the purpose that God placed inside of you, then you won't have any peace at all. You know why? Because you're not being yourself. Uh, you you won't, when you walk in integrity, you can sleep well at night because you know who you are and you're not trying to be somebody else. See, when you know who you are and you portray a public image that aligns with your purpose, the purpose that God gave you from the foundations of the world, then you don't have to make any apologies for being you. Everyone, now to be clear, everybody's not going to like you. I mean, that's okay, cool. I understand that but at least they know who you are. So they may not like you, but at least they know who you are, what you believe and where you're coming from. See, I know who I am by the grace of God. So I don't make any apologies for being the man that God called me to be. I am able to portray a public image of myself as a man of God, even in corporate America, because I have embraced my divine identity and I'm not ashamed of it. So because of it, this is what happens. As an example, I'm able to preach the gospel in settings where it is uncommon for the name of Jesus to be named, right? I'm able to pray, to pray at events where, where people have never prayed before. You know why? Because I know who I am and people respect that. See, I'm respectful about my beliefs. I'm also respectful about other people's beliefs. I'm not arrogant. I'm not distasteful about it, right? I'm not, I'm not trying to be derogatory towards anybody. My point here is that when you walk in integrity... Uh, where your divine purpose is concerned, God will open doors for you that that are uncommon. God will bless you. He will favor you in uncommon and unexpected ways when you when you just can be unapologetically yourself. And 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 I understand that today people are afraid of this because you know. And today there's like this cancel culture. So many Christians because of the cancel culture they make concessions or compromises. Oh man, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to offend anybody. You know, I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want, you know, you know, no, no, listen, you you can walk in love and still walk in integrity, right? If you just walk in love and, and, and in divine integrity, people will honor that. If you, you can believe what you believe without being disrespectful or dismissive towards other people. Let me say it this way. Look at me. I respect all beliefs without compromising my own. I'm not a bigot. I honor the diversity of beliefs and religions, and I respect all people around the world, right? Now, I also don't apologize for what I believe, right? So so while I respect everybody, I expect them to respect what I believe. I believe in Jesus. I believe Jesus is the only way to heaven. I believe a marriage is a covenant relationship between one man and one woman. I believe life begins at conception. And I believe that we're supposed to honor that life. I believe that the Lord called me to preach the gospel to all people. And I know what I believe. I don't apologize for it. I'm not ashamed of it, right? So it's been my experience that if you are okay with who you are as a man of God or as a woman of God, and you are respectful towards other people, that people will respect you. But you got to walk in integrity. Don't compromise just because you're around other people. You got it? Number four. And finally, last point for today. I told you I had a lot to share with you in this morning. This last point, here we go. Supernatural insight gives leaders the advantage. See, when when you when you get insight from above, you have an advantage. In the Old Testament, the kings, you had kings and you had priests. The priests would hear from God, come back, tell the the kings what God said, and now they would have an advantage when they went out to do battle. Today we don't go do battle, we do business, right? But you still need to hear from God. So you need to be able to hear so that you have an advantage. If you are a leader today, look at me. If you're a leader today. Like right now, you have people that that you are responsible for, right? The Father has gifted you to lead people. Then you got to seek divine counsel, just like Saul was seeking divine counsel for decisions. So you can seek that counsel in the word. You can seek it from the Holy Spirit, or you can seek it from the people that God has placed around you. See, the Father will strategically place people around you who are under your authority, who can hear from him. And so don't Despise their counsel just because you're the one in charge. No, listen to them. Don't underestimate the importance of hearing from heaven, and you and your organization will benefit from divine counsel. See, Saul could not hear from God in this text. And so he went to great lengths. He went to a psychic. Why? Because he wanted to hear from God. Now you don't have to do that. If you're born again, the Holy Spirit is in you and you have access to Jesus, who's your high priest, twenty-four seven, three sixty-five. You don't have to go to anybody. You can go straight to the Father in the name of Jesus 24 hours a day. So as God, seek him. The Holy Spirit can give you wisdom that far exceeds your years, your education, and your experience, and you will be the better for it. You got it? So as we close out, I just want you to internalize this. My closing point is today, you should say this to yourself, today, I accept who I am and I refuse to apologize for it. You got it? All right, so let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I know this was a lot today. This is, this is meat, not milk, but this is what the Lord gave me, so I got to release it. Now lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I know who I am. I live in alignment with the purpose you established for me. I do this every day of my life. I don't put myself in positions where I am outside of my purpose and where people will expect things from me that I'm not called to do. So I protect my purpose by only doing what you lead me to do and by resisting every temptation to do anything else. Your purpose for my life is the ruler by which I judge my decisions. My judgment is just because I'm hearing from you and I am pursuing my purpose. I say what I mean. I mean what I say. And I maintain my integrity every day. I also thank you, Father, for divine counsel, insight, wisdom, revelation, knowledge, and understanding. I am able to hear from you. I apply what I hear, and I experience your best. Living this way, I know that greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Now, I know this was a lot today, but please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting my notes and you want my notes, go to today'sword.org, click on the subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Go into this day knowing that you don't have to compromise. Do not compromise who you are. Never, never perpetrate a fraud. Be who you are. Be okay with who God called you to be. And if you're okay with it, you know what you're going to find out? People will be okay with it too. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message has been a blessing to you. This is actually something that you should discuss with your children. If you have children, never compromise. You don't have to, you don't have to waver. You don't have to compromise to fit in. Just be who God called you to be. Please share this message on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you and God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.